It's our Friday Spotlight on KRWC. Every once in a while on Spotlights, we talk music and we have musical guests. And a lot of times they're associated with upcoming concerts at the St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo. And we've got another of the Spotlight series featuring artists here today. And she originally is from uh, the region anyway, growing up in Waconia. And she's going to be coming to uh, St. John's for a concert on Sunday, October 8th. And we're uh, very pleased to have on the phone with us today Jen Bostic. And Jen, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm terrific. I was uh, reading a little bit about uh, your uh, career in music. And, uh, boy, you've had a long time in the music business already. And you're and still pretty young, too. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I have been in Nashville, living out in Nashville for about 15 years now, which is as long as I've been a professional musician. So it's, you know, it it has come with its ups and downs, but I'm super grateful that I get to do what I love every day. We want to certainly talk about your concert, which is coming up on the 8th of October at St. John's Lutheran Church. And uh, it's a fantastic venue. I'm not sure if you've uh, been there before, but um, a nice venue kind of intimate setting and so uh, the audience will be right there with you all the time amazing i haven't been there yet but i'm really looking forward to it now we talked a little bit about the fact that uh, you're certainly not a stranger to these parts you grew up in waconia and tell us a little bit about growing up here in minnesota i did i grew up uh, my house was actually in watertown minnesota but i went to school in waconia and i absolutely loved it of course Growing up, small town, I was ready to get out and go live big city life, but I went off to uh, Boston for college and now living in Nashville, and, you know, it's distance makes the heart grow fonder. I love coming home. I try to get back there as often as I can. My mother and father-in-law still live in the area, so I I love, I don't miss the cold, cold winters, but <laughs> there is just something so sweet about the culture and the people in Minnesota. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, that your home was actually in Watertown. That's uh, even closer yet to us. So that's uh, that's yes. very close. Yeah, terrific. Uh, so you have been honing your craft for a long time, and um, it was kind of a, a really tragic uh, situation. That kind of uh, you probably were in the music mode by that time already. But one of your biggest songs stems from the fact that you lost your dad early on in life. And tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Uh, my Both my mom and dad were always very encouraging of music and helping us to make it feel very accessible, putting instruments in our hands, bringing us to concerts. And unfortunately, my dad passed away in a car accident, taking my brother and I to school when I was 10 and my brother was 15. And Music just was the therapy that allowed me to process through those emotions. It was kind of the one way I felt like I could still be close to my dad because he was one of the first people to introduce me to music and help me to just fall in love with it. And so I started writing songs. Somehow I could find melody and lyrics, things that I couldn't find words to speak about. And, you know, Jealous of the Angels wasn't written until years later after I'd had much time to process. And I wrote that song with Jimmy Fortune and Zach Runquist, two dear friends and incredible songwriters here in Nashville. But the the experience definitely had me step into songwriting. And I originally went off to college to be a choir director. I wanted to help uh, students find that same outlet that I had found in music. And then when I was graduating, I finished my program and everything in my heart said go to Nashville. And so I did. And 
at first I was doing, I did a pop country record. I wanted to be the next Carrie Underwood. It turns out there's already one of her, so we don't need a second. And uh, <laughs> I had uh, a chance to, to really, after some, some label rejection and things like that, I had a chance to remember why I write it started writing songs in the first place. And that whole kind of come to Jesus moment uh, allowed me to sit down and really sit in my feelings. And that's when Jealousy Angels came. And that song, man, I feel like it's so much bigger than anything me or my co-writers could take credit for. I feel like God gave us that one that day. And it's been amazing to see him work through it. It's gone number one in England, and it's brought me to the stage of the Grand Ole Opry. But most importantly, it's just allowed me to connect with people on a deeper level than I ever thought my music would be able to. Yeah, and doing a little investigation on it, man, 4.2 million views on YouTube of this song. That's incredible. It's crazy. I am still blown away, and there's been other artists that have gone on to record it, Catherine Jenkins, Donna Taggart, uh, Nathan Carter, who have taken the song to new places and bigger places than even I could. So I'm so thankful that... I got to be one of the vessels to bring this into the world. Well, I want to play a little bit of it, if that's okay with you. We're going to just kind of pick it up in midstream here because it's, uh, you know, time constraints. But uh, I think people will recognize it. So uh, here's Jen's version, which I like your version, Shuttles uh, of the Angels. Longing for the day when I see your face again. But until then. That is a Goosebumps song, for sure. That's a fantastic, fantastic melody. And uh, tell me a little bit about recording that. And then I want to know, too, about the uh, shooting of the video of something like that, where, you know, this is a, a really an emotional song. And was it tough to, to do that? Or were you kind of in the moment at that point? You know, it's so interesting. After the song was written, I never had any intention to play the song live. It was just something I needed to write for my own heart to start healing. And then I was at the Bluebird Cafe here in Nashville, and I was singing the songwriter round. And it was my turn to perform, and my palms started to sweat, and my heart started to race, and I just had this overwhelming sense I was supposed to play the song. And so I played Jealous of the Angels, barely got through it. It was the first time I ever played it. And after the show, a woman came up to me and said, I lost my dad two days ago, and I know you played that song for me tonight. 
And in that moment, I just felt like if the worst experience I had walked through could somehow have brought a song into the world that could help others, that I had a responsibility to share that. So I recorded the song with an incredible producer named Barry Eretzian, who lives out in Los Angeles. And I did a very simple music video for it in my hometown. Believe it or not, as beautifully shot as that is, uh, that was one camera and a very small crew, like just just the camera guy and uh, my publisher at the time and myself and my now husband. So it was the four of us just kind of running through my hometown of Laconia. And it is very emotional. It is at the piano that my dad taught me to play. It is at his gravesite. It's just very real. And I felt like it was kind of my story. So why should it not be all these elements that are truly, you know, truly mine. And so it is very personal story. And I feel like, Sometimes the more specific something is, the more universally it natu- universal it naturally becomes because you're so honest and raw about like this is exactly what happened and people see their their slivers of their story within it. And not that I maybe had that grand idea then, but I've definitely seen it come seen that to be true as I've shared the song in the video. Now, there's been lots and lots of music since that time and uh, kind of a mix of different things. Uh, uh, people kind of describe you as uh, a little country, a little pop. Uh, you kind of do a little of everything. <laughs> yes, the box. I don't fit into the box, but I am uh, grateful for that. I I love all different styles of music, and I think that's definitely something my parents had just continued to introduce new music to us, my brother and I, constantly. And um, I, I started in, in country because that was kind of uh, an open door in college. There was room for that, and I loved it. it I feel like singing country music helped me learn how to write songs because I feel like a lot of country songs are just written very, very well. And I was singing hit after hit in a cover band and then started writing more country songs. But like I said, after that first album, I had a chance to kind of just remember why I started writing in the first place. And most of my songs are stemming from personal experiences. They're kind of the way I process song. Songwriting is the way I process through whatever I'm going through. So there's a lot of songs that are inspirational that really I'm, I'm writing for myself to get through, you know, like some, whatever I need to get through. And um, those have, those songs have been probably the most popular uh, among listeners. And then, yeah, I grew up in the church, always singing in church, but it wasn't until I went to Berkeley that I really got to experience singing with a gospel choir. And that really inspired me as well. So I have a few gospel songs and yeah, just every influence weaves its way into the next song. Jen Bostic is with us on our spotlight today. I want to remind everybody about the concert. It is Sunday, October the 8th at 6 p.m. at St. John's Church Family Life Center. And tickets are $10 in advance, 15 at the door. They're available through the church office at St. John's. Uh, also, you can get them at Setterberg Jewelers in Buffalo. And if you want to purchase online, you can go to itickets.com. Uh, let's talk about your latest recording, if we can, called You Find a Way. And uh, I was given a copy to, to preview, and man, there is some good music on here. Thank you so much. You know, that that project, I grew so much um, musically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, it was recorded and written with a woman named Lauren Christie. And some people might not know that name, but you definitely know the music behind that name. Uh, she's an incredible songwriter based in Los Angeles. She wrote Complicated and Skater Boy for Avril Lavigne, has written many of the top 40 hits that 
you've heard Grammy nominated producer and songwriter. And it's just, just incredible woman that I came to know after the, the success with jail to the angels. My manager at the time had set us up just for a coffee. And within five minutes of us having coffee, we were writing a song and we wrote two songs. The very first day I met her and she had just become a Christian about three years before that, that meeting. And there were so many parallels in our life and she shared her entire testimony of faith with me. And there was just this instant synergy, this connection, this divine connection that I can't really explain, but uh, we had written together kind of every time I went out to LA after that and had a nice little collection of songs. But right as I was at a crossroads after I released my album revival and I was kind of out of, out of financial resource to do the next indie album. I was praying really hard, kind of asking the Lord what was next. And I've been a worship leader my whole life. I love, you know, singing for him, writing for him. And I'd kind of done that in subtle ways, but my heart was really longing to be a little bit bolder in that. And Lauren called me out of the blue uh, about a week after I prayed really fervently about that. And she said, Hey, I've had a lot of success in the pop world. And I just, it's on my heart to record an album that honors God. And every time I pray about it, he puts you on my heart. So would you pray about doing a record together? Uh, My husband and I will finance the whole thing and you and I will write, you know, all the songs together. So just think about it and pray about it. And I was like, I kind of already have prayed about it. (laughs) It was a very quick (laughs) prayer. So that's how that that album was born. And I got to work with some incredible uh, producers as well on that. And it really like I said, helped me to grow so much spiritually and musically, and it's fun to share share the work now. That is amazing when, when uh, you know, little pieces of uh, the world all fit together all at the same time. That's a pretty, pretty amazing thing. Yeah, I'm so thankful. When you write, Jen, and in particular when you collaborate with somebody, what happens first? The music, the lyric idea? Is it a combination of the two? And, you know, how do you how do you share the responsibilities? Each song is different. Uh, thankfully, because I do play both piano and guitar, I am a part of the music as well as the lyric. Um, sometimes you'll hear something, you'll hear melodies in your mind, or you'll just play around with a chord on the piano. But most of the writing sessions that I've been involved in, certainly you find a way all start with conversation and the, you find a way album almost started as little mini devotionals, you know, conversations of what's on your heart right now. What is God speaking to you right now? And um, there's usually something in that maybe half hour to hour conversation at the beginning of a writing session that just spark something or the way someone says something is interesting or you flip what they've said in a way that does sound interesting and then you're off. And sometimes, like I said, it's, it's the the lyrics first. Sometimes it inspires the conversation inspires a melody. And before you know it, you're in the middle of a song and you kind of don't even know how you got there. (laughs) So each one is definitely different. Well, there's some amazing music on on this. I assume that folks will have a chance to uh, pick this up if they come to the concert. I'm sure you'll have a little table with all of uh, some offerings of your merchandise. I will. Yeah. Um, the other records that uh, you've done prior to this, um, uh, how would you describe them? Similar? What I, I noticed that um, uh, Jealous of the Angels uh, is 
put on to this one. So even though that's an older song of yours, um, you've kind of uh, done a little mixing with Amazing Grace at the end of it. Is that the the new part of yes. it? Was it was it re-recorded? Yes. Yeah. It was re-recorded. Um, so as the You Find a Way album was coming to life and, you know, I was sharing so much of my heart and what the Lord's been teaching me and all of those things through the songs, it felt like Jealous of the Angels was the missing piece of my testimony that needed to be on that album as well. So when I recorded that song originally back in 2012, it was so raw, and I still had so much healing left to do, and I still... You know, I had no idea how it was going to react, and to be able to sing that song again, record it again years later, and kind of almost take those the stories that I've heard on the road into the studio with me and sing it from a different place, and a place, you know, that I'm just more whole, to be honest, uh, to be able to sing it and then add the Amazing Grace, which I've been doing live, you know, whether I'm in a bar in the middle of London or singing in a church like that amazing grace always gets tagged on the end of it. And it's beautiful to see no matter where somebody's walk of faith is, we all know that song and there's something really beautiful about singing together that people just kind of jump into that moment and it becomes really special in, in the show. And so I, I feel like I had to add, add that on there and put that out in the world that way. And it happened to be released on the anniversary of my dad's passing. So that was really special as well. Amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, mixing of the of the two, and uh, people I'm sure will be happy to uh, sing along with you coming up on October the 8th as well. What do shows uh, look like when you, are they a little different? Do you sometimes have musicians uh, fill in with you, or is it usually just you? Sometimes I do have musicians uh, play with me, but... So much of my show is also the stories behind the songs and just, yeah, that storytelling element. I feel such a freedom when it's just me and a piano and guitar to be able to take the night where, where I'm sensing it should go rather than keeping it to a, this is how it has to go because the band has learned it this way and we're all on click track and all of those things, you know? <laughs> so I, I am excited that that's how this show will be. It's just me and a piano and I'll bring, probably bring my guitar too for a few songs, but it, it just allows me to kind of sense the night and where is this going and take this journey together. And, you know, we all experience it that one time, you know, it's, it's always a one time thing. And it's, that's what's beautiful about live music. Fantastic. We're all really excited about it. And uh, I'm sure lots and lots of folks from uh, your hometown and all around our area are excited to get a chance. I'm, they probably don't get an opportunity to see you live real often unless they are willing to travel. Right. I try to come back to Minnesota a few times a year, but I have a new baby at home, so I'm not traveling hey. quite as much. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I suppose that uh, throws a different element into everything then. Yes, it is definitely different. However, like I said, we've got some family up in Minnesota, so it'll it's an easier state to travel to with the little one. Very good. For sure. Well, um, we're going to leave it at that, Jen. And uh, it's such a pleasure to talk to you today. And again, the concert is October 8th at 6 p.m. And I think you'll really love the venue. And uh, like I say, it'll be uh, an up-close audience for you. So that should be right up your alley. And I want to mention tickets again. $10 in advance, 15 at the door. Setterberg Jewelers here in Buffalo if you want to get them there. Or the church office at St. John's or iTickets. 
and uh, continued success in the meantime, and uh, looking forward to meeting you in person here when you come up to Buffalo. Likewise. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for talking to us. Jen Bostick, who is coming in concert to uh, St. John's, and again, St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, the Family Life Center. They've had a lot of great concerts, and I am not uh, exaggerating either about the music on this uh, most recent release of Jen's You Find a Way. It blew me away. It is really, really something. So I'm very much looking forward to hearing her uh, as well. So that is our musical spotlight for you today here on KRWC.